This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. This is the Space Age, and we are here to go. Welcome to Radio Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. Joining me is my co-host, Trisha Peterson. Trisha, sign me up, Peterson. Trisha, sign me up for anything, Peterson. <laughs> What's going on, dude? What's up, man? <laughs> dude, I <laughs> always Enthusiastic get... as ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, at least I don't sign up for everything. Uh, dude, I get a little worried because you set up, like, all the bands for the show that we've interviewed so far and, like... I'm not as tied into the local music scene currently as you are. So, like, you're like, hey, I confirmed, uh, you know, nipple tits for, you know, <laughs> January 3rd. And I'm like, and you, you always say it, you always say it like, oh, I know nipple tits. They're awesome. I've been a huge <laughs> fan for a long, long time. And I'm like, you know, I don't know these dudes. So I'm always like. Ah, oh, fuck. What if they, what if they suck, dude? What if I don't like their music? Because he, he actually, it's, it's, yeah, because you listen for the first time almost every time, I think, so far. Yeah. yeah. So anyways. And, uh, so far, we've had a pretty good record, and uh, our guest tonight, I'm super happy for because um, when I listen to them for the first time, I really dig these guys. So who do we have on tonight, Trisha? Oh, today we have my friend who I've known for quite some time, uh, Dustin Moon from Reflection of Flesh. What's up, dude? Hi, hi, Trisha. Can I totally <laughs> say? Can I totally say nipple tits in like a dark, evil voice? <laughs> yes, please. Nipple tits. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck. Uh, so, I really, I really just had to do that. <laughs> so on, on that note. Uh, you know, so you have a uh, reflection of flesh. Like I met you. So I met Dustin maybe eight or nine years ago and he was playing with a different band. Well, actually we met through our friend Metavon at a lockjaw show. And then, um, and then he, st- he was in this band, Simiatsa. Is am I saying that one right? Simiatsa. Like it's a fallen was, angel. You were the closest I've ever fucking heard. Actually. Simiatsa was uh, the way we, we, the way it said, but. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. I remember those days. <laughs> nice, yeah. So uh, now you have this band, Reflection of Flesh, which I will say that I actually prefer more than your last band. Um, and actually, I've been Thankfully. listening. <laughs> yeah, good, finally. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to just go there one more time. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about, about like, Re- Reflection of Flesh. Like, when did you start? Who's in the band? 
Um, you know, what do you have released so far? You know, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm just going to have you bit. answer everything. every question Tell right now. Tell me everything. Go. All of it. <laughs> Boom. Sure. Five seconds. I mean, all right. Five seconds not going to happen. However. <laughs> 14 um, hours. 14 hours is a great Ooh, song. It's actually I get that reference. <laughs> you guys want to hear what 14 hours is about? I actually do. So, sure, but actually, can you just actually tell us about the band real quick? Can you just tell us who's in it and how long you've been together? How about that? Can, Is that simple? I can, I can totally do that. Okay. So Chris Olke and I um, had met years prior. Um, he filled in a couple of shows uh, for Simyaza, actually, as a drummer. And uh, he was in Squid Hammer at the time and Cyanosis, a couple other bands. And... I had this idea for a recording project, hit him up one night um, while we were just hanging out, and he said, fuck yeah, let's do a, let's do a show. And I was like, all right, cool. And my buddy Nick Radish um, was in the band at the time. It was the three of us that started it. And we uh, eventually uh, recruited our friend Garrett Smith, who... I was in a band with him, God, fucking 10 years ago. Um, we had started, he was the first guy who hit me up when I first moved to Milwaukee um, for a tryout. So, all right. long time, long time coming. We did a band for a little while, didn't work out so great. Garrett jumps back into Reflection of Flesh, and Nick ends up leaving, just, you know, doing other things, life. And we ended up getting uh, Phil Prody. And Phil okay. was a kick-ass, he's a kick-ass bass player, been around the scene forever. Um, and we ended up, we did one little album uh, with Paul Knievers, who we'll talk about later. But um, we did a well, more or less our first album with him called uh, City of Phil. Okay. And then our, our second album... Um, so we got signed to Zero Budget Records up in Minneapolis, and we did an album, and this was Phil's first album with us. Uh, it was called Clearing the Mechanism. And right. Is that an EP or an album? I always have debates over this. Is Are uh, albums based on time, or are they based on song? how many songs always, there are? Always based on time. It's an EP. Is it really? Oh, dude. That's See, because I got a... I got, so uh, we just got reviewed in Maximum Rock and Roll, mm. and they called Humble it an bird. LP, but it's less. But the entire the entire album is less than twenty minutes. But there's there's ten songs on it. Well, is that an album or is that an EP? Ooh, see that's a hard debate right there because I mean, if you <laughs> I know we had this debate. With, we had this debate with Curb Sitter. You know, if you got ten, if you got ten songs in the album and you wrote the songs. I mean, you guys are a different genre than us too. I mean, Murder Generation is awesome, and but that's a punk album. Right. Like for us, yeah. we're more metal, so we're more an EP. I mean, mm-hmm. it, right. it's really kind of a hard call. I mean, honestly, anytime you get about a half an hour of material, you, I, I would. I think industry standards should fucking change. It's ridiculous. I mean, you should call it half an hour an album. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, 10 songs in 18 minutes, I still call that an album, too. So, uh, I guess, I mean, I'll maybe give, it's... I'll give, I'll give 10 songs an album, for real. 
Okay. Yeah, all day. That, that's <laughs> an album. Yeah. So, okay, so Zero Budget Records. Now, how did that come about? So it was really weird. Um, we, we were just developing a few contacts here and there as we went along. And um, first off, we met this uh, really cool chick out of Minneapolis area named Natalie Quirk, who runs uh, Midwest Metal Promotions. And she hooked us up with Will Marvellis, who uh, is in Plague of Stars and Coffin Rites. And Will uh, just happened to be the main guy at Zero Budget Records. And we played a show together, and shit was fucking crazy. This is up in uh, goddamn Chippewa Falls. And then we Mm -hmm. played Minneapolis the next night. And we didn't really know each other. But it was crazy because the guys in Coffin Rights and Reflection of Flesh just became family like within like a half an hour. Nice. And we've had a blast playing shows with those boys. So it was a, it was just kind of a cool experience of you know, we all we've all been in bands for you know, frickin' forever, whether it be this band or that band, but we've all been around the scene and you know, it's always fun when you play with those kind of people. And right. you're like, yeah, let's just hang out. Let's have a good time. And yeah, it was just right there. It was like, fuck yeah, we're gonna play a lot of shows together. So then, uh, clearing the mechanism, if I'm not mistaken, you re- you actually went to Minnesota and recorded that there, correct? Oh, oh, we did. I'll tell you a story about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, you oh, do oh, that. I have, a, I have a story. I have so, stories. That whole thing, there was a giant blizzard that happened that weekend. So we Oh, I remember up. your posts about that. Oh. I remember that. Trisha, it was the worst. <laughs> so that day, it just starts snowing like a beast. I mean, it's just coming down. And thank God I have a, a Subaru, because Jesus. I mean, it was literally so bad i ended up pulling over in eau claire and chris chris and garrett just kept driving which more power to them i mean but yeah it was it was literally um on the way there i mean we were watching semis just sliding into the ditch oh my god and so phil and i pull off and i don't even know if that was the right decision i mean we got there safe yeah but um hang on i got a fucking belch (laughs) <laughs> all right there we go <laughs> that was like louder than you're talking like did you do that right into the I'm mic you're sorry. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but uh where was it leaving off all right so basically we all get up there safe i mean that's all you need to know and we record the album it's great we think we're in the you know we think we're all cool I will tell you what, it snowed like a mofo that day we left. Oh, God. Going to Minneapolis normally takes like four and a half hours, roughly. Mm -hmm. Dude, it took us nine something on the way there and 10 to 11 on the way back. What? Now, that was just to record the album portion, like the, like, uh, the guitars, the bass, and the drums. Right. So I had to go up the next weekend. Oh, God. So Danielle, my wife, and I leave, 
And we're like, oh, all right, cool. It was fine. We had a good time going up there. No worries. The weather was pretty cool. I can't even make this up. So I have to record Truth is Treason, which is one of my favorite songs on that album, and like do a little bit of backing vocals. Wake up. We were hanging out in the studio that night, and we look outside. What do you think it's doing? Oh, blizzard. <laughs> Fucking blizzard. Oh, I, I can't even make this up. It was Snowing so sideways. Snowing sideways, <laughs> I bet, right? It was just... It, it was coming down pretty good in Minneapolis. And we I get done recording, and I mean, I, I busted ass to make sure I got through that shit. You know, got everything I needed, and go. Right. And that was about... A ten and a half, eleven hour drive. Shut oh. the front door! Oh my god, that oh. sucks, dude. So, was, what did what did we learn from this, Dustin? We learned to go record with Paul Knievers and there then you have go. Will Marvellis <laughs> at fourteen fifty nine studios. Do the mixing. The shit. Oh yeah. yeah. So you lay the tracks now at yeah Knieverland, and then you like yeah you got your guys up there to do all the mixing and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So Solid. I mean, quick segue. <laughs> I mean, that's how we just did our new album, uh, our new album, Parasitic. We had Paul do it. We had Paul do all the tracking and the initial mixing, and then sent it over to Will. Nice. nice. You know, and I kind of saw some stuff that you posted about that, but yeah, and and I don't know if you got to hear, but um, so my band was in the studio this weekend, and uh, I was like, Paul, you want to be on a fucking podcast? And he's like, <laughs> Sure. So we we like. We uh, did a podcast from the studio after a super, nice. like, 10-hour day, like, of recording in the studio, and then uh, and then Paul and I hung out, and we did a, a shorter a shorter podcast than we normally do, but you know Paul, though. he can He's, like, super interesting, and he can fucking talk forever, and, and the fact that we did a short podcast with him was, like, kind of right. strange, because that guy can fucking talk I could have talked to that dude forever. That dude is super dude. interesting. He had Travis. He yeah. has so many stories. You have no idea. Oh, man. It's insane. This guy has seen like so many crazy things in Milwaukee. Yeah. Like being yeah. in the being in the music scene for so long. Uh, you know, especially like doing a lot of stuff with Hamilton and all that stuff. Ooh, are you knocking something? Still there? Did we lose Dustin? Yeah, I'm okay. here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, you just uh static out on us you must have knocked your mic or whatever but it's okay still here was it yeah are you hitting that white claw on that mic that you got there <laughs> I'm, hit, I'm, oh, I'm hitting this white claw like a bong your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh no uh paul knievers was on and actually we were talking about the the um how important it is to have physical copies of media as opposed to like the, you know, the digital world that we live in and like how, how, um, you know, buying records and buying CDs and buying those things and t-shirts and whatever is, is like more relevant and more important to the people that create the thing instead of, you know, just like, I'm going to listen to this for 30 seconds on Spotify. Cause you yeah. don't make jack shit off of that. You know, it's like, it it's gives like you a when we sell, it gives well, you a personal connection record. to the band, right? Yeah, so, it like, gives you a personal connection, but, like, like we, you know, our last album, we sold X amount of records, which in, makes us able to make another record. 
Yeah. You know, like, because we sold enough and we got enough money in the bank that we can make another record. It's like, if you want artists to continue sure. to put shit out there, physical media is really important. Like, cassette, it's like cassettes, vinyl, CDs, anything mm. that is physical, even merch, like shirts, hats, whatever. Like, that kind of stuff actually helps the artists. Trisha, I'm going to agree with you 100%, but I will I know. say that, that you... You and I, um, we're all we're all a dying generation. I mean, it's really hard to hook these kids in to buying physical copies of things because, right. man, half these motherfuckers don't even own a CD player or know what the fuck it is. Yeah, right. And I mean, that's you the know, hard part. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I I do find though, like. Um, uh, vinyl is a niche thing, so like if you ever do that, like oh, uh, you yeah. know, it's kind of expensive. I mean, but it's kind of worth it because there's a lot of people in our generation, and maybe older generations, and even some of the the new hipster younger generations yep. that are really into records these days. There's, and 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 nothing sounds yeah. better than a fucking record. Oh, I agree, and it's really it's really weird because, I mean you kind of got to play the market as it goes. And if CDs are dying and vinyl is becoming much more of a thing, you have to be paying attention to what's happening, what what the trends are, what people are doing. And, right. You know, you can't just uh, walk blindly into something anymore. And, yeah. the, and there's also, like, this super, like, uh, uh, interesting uh, resurgence of cassette tapes, like, where people are doing limited releases on cassette yeah. tapes that's like really big in death metal right now uh, my friend uh miguel he's uh part of dread records and he's like you know he does like these necrophagia like these like black yep. metal and death metal bands like they want to do limited tape re- releases and then and then my other friend ryan does the artwork for it and then they just like you know and people just eat that shit up they sell out of these hundred cassettes or whatever so it's 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 kind of cool to see the demand like that but it's like you're not gonna sell that on you know a scale that's i guess you know large enough i mean it'll pay for itself but it's not gonna right. be a scale that's large enough to you know really you know right. let us well, make a living playing fucking music yeah it you know and that's becoming harder and harder as we go along but you know i mean still at the end of the day playing a lot of shows and having good merch and having physical media it's always important i mean right at, at least at this point in time. So, I mean, as things change and things progress, who the hell knows? But right now, I mean, having a cool CD or an album that, you know, you can open up and you see all that artwork, it's yeah. still awesome. Yeah. You know, and and right before, you know, speaking of shows, right before the pandemic thing, like, we were actually supposed to play a show together. Remember? We were, like, working out a reflection of Flesh, and it was, like, one of Paul Knievers' bands and us. It was, like, the three yeah. of us. We were working out like this, like mishmash, like fucking punk metal uh, rock show. You know, it was gonna be like this weird amalgamation of music. Which I personally, my thing is like, I think there should be actually more of that. I say that all the time because maybe because I'm a person that likes a lot of things and I like a lot of aggressive music in general. And I'm like, I don't sure. understand why punk and metal bands don't play more shows together like that's my thing but i guess there's also the you know the elitist like i only listen to metal uh, or i only listen to punk the gatekeepers kind of thing. 
Yeah. Oh, you find those guys all, you know, girl, I shouldn't say guys. I mean, you find those guys and girls all yeah. the time. Yeah. And it is what it is. I mean, one of the really cool things that I was excited about is Chris um, set up our EP release, um, which I don't even know if I want to call it an EP, Trisha. We had this conversation before. I mean, we, we, do ha- we do have four. Is it an EP? How many songs is it? How long is it? Well, well we have four um, record, you know, studio tracks, but we have three live tracks, so that's seven songs. Sorry, we're kind of losing you a little bit. Are you like oh, on your mic? Are, am I there? Yeah. There yeah. You okay, you're you are now. You kind of right. like got a little muffled for a minute. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry about that. Probably just uh, prop improper mic technique. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way to go, vocalist. <laughs> I know. I sunk so bad at this. <laughs> you can also tell us about how somebody yelled at you at karaoke for holding the mic wrong. Oh god, <laughs> that was the worst. It was the worst. So, Anyways, let's go to the parasitic EP or album or whatever. The parasitic <laughs> thing you got going yeah. on. Like, we don't know. See? See? There's, there's, like, what do you want to call it? What do I want to call it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, is, do you call it, like, the parasitic EP? Is that what we're calling it? I mean, it's really hard. I mean, technically, I want to call it an album because you've got four very well thought out tracks and you've got, you know, that were studio, and then you've got three live tracks that were recorded right at Kneverland Studios uh, while we did our last, uh, we, while we did our six, uh, 66 days and six feet apart uh, live stream from uh, The Ring. We actually yeah, that was did, fantastic. Uh, thank you. Um, and I just watched your, because uh, you guys were just recorded over there for that one not too long ago too, right? Yeah, we did a thing. We're actually we're releasing the edited version on Christmas Day. Yeah, because you guys you guys were awesome on that, uh, Trisha. Murder Generation is yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, we played uh, uh, twenty songs in forty minutes with video clips. <laughs> fuck yeah. because <laughs> um, when, when we did it, I mean, we just went. We went live, and then on the EP come. Or, God damn it. EP, album, whatever we want to call it. I don't even know at this point. Well, let's call but it an EP because I think that's how it's being advertised. Yeah, I think it's really being advertised in an EP. But the cool thing is, is you know, you're going to get these studio tracks. Then you're going to get the live tracks. And where I was going originally is, for me personally, this album means a lot. I wrote it all. I wrote uh, Parasitic, actually about my dealings with Lyme's disease mm-hmm. and how I, ba- I I had to battle through that mofo for oh, like 10, 12 years before I got any kind of grasp on it. Hmm. Yeah, and what, I mean, and uh, like we've talked about this a lot because like, I mean, I don't have the same thing, but you know, like we've talked because I have narcolepsy and like you talk about mm-hmm. how like when your Lyme's is affecting you, how run down and how tired you are and how you know and I, I and and I think I told you like oh well you know that's my entire existence but you have some extra stuff obviously with the limes and yours yours goes into remission mine doesn't apparently but <laughs> right um but I'm just like oh well but you at least like you know can be like kind of sympathetic to understanding in that moment how I feel all the time where I'm like dude this is how I feel all the time like completely fucking uh-huh run the fuck down 
And so, I, I mean, I think the limes thing is really interesting because people, like, look at it like something that just, like, you get it and you take a bunch of doxycycline and it's fine. But people don't understand uh. it's, 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 it reoccurs. Or if you don't know that you've had it early in life or something like that, like, pe- some people don't know they've been affected by it. Um, and, you know, and it's hard to test, like, later in life unless you're having a flare-up of some sort, right? Right, um, yeah. But... But you also, um, on top of your limes, you just had uh, COVID, right? Yeah. Oh, and that was not fun either. <laughs> so I am, I am definitely the uh, limes, the Corona limes joke. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> like, you had Corona <laughs> with limes. I did. Holy I totally shit. Had I did. Holy I, shit. I, I totally I'm sorry. <laughs> it took me a second to get that one. Yeah. <laughs> the Corona with limes. I, I am that joke. <laughs> oh my god you are now if you weren't before <laughs> right? uh, but i mean so how how did uh like i know you had a couple of rough days or whatever i kind of checked in on you for a minute yeah but was, you're, uh, you're good was, and you recovered yeah. well and recovered well i mean i think a big part of that for me is you know i i try to eat well for the most part uh mm-hmm. cut sugars do a lot of things that not only help with limes, but are just good health gauges in general. Um, but you know what's crazy to me is, and I don't want to go off topic here on you, Trisha, but Please you do. know, with uh, with the whole uh, limes, the corona, everything that happens. Um, one of the things with parasitic that we were talking about is. Mm-hmm one of the lines in that song is different poison, different veins. And it just feels that everybody goes through a lot of things, but you have something in life that's dragging you down. And that's so many people. And right. this, this whole year with the pandemic has been insane. I mean, I'm sure you and I and every other musician are freaking out, not being able to go do what we love. Right. I mean, I, so I think I'm having a very different experience than most people. Um, I, you know, I miss playing shows, but I'll say this, the pandemic obviously gave us a lot of song fodder. Um, we were already kind of on the precipice of like some really good stuff. And then this just like helped everything, especially, you know, with the political climate and like, you know, everything that's going on. Um, and then also it gave me a time to like focus on things that are important. Like I started drawing, I started this podcast with Travis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, I actually feel like this pandemic has actually helped me like thrive. Like I really feel a lot of video games. I feel more, (laughs) I actually feel, (laughs) I feel more creative and more i have like more focus and direction and like the way that i want to be in life than i ever have in my life so i i think i'm having a very you know and i'm not discounting anybody else's experience but my personal experience is that i'm actually thriving in this that's my thing that's that's not a bad thing at all no 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 it's just like oh well i just i need some outlets and and it's just like I'm just gonna do some things and what the fuck ever. <laughs> right. If it works, it works, right? And it makes total sense because I think everybody. One of the things is, especially when everything went during lockdown, yeah. I think everybody just kind of hit this point where, you know, we're going on months and there's no bars, 
there's no restaurants and you're kind of you're kind of alone in your own thoughts there for a second because i mean no matter what you're doing i mean we're all social people in general i mean i'm i know i'm a social person so it was really hard dustin's also a hugger yeah. I am a total so you know. hugger. I do love to hug. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, this time this time has definitely forced us, whether you like it or not, to take a look at yourself and what you're doing with your life and are you satisfied with it or not, you know? Did you guys a reflection get... of flesh. Yeah, it's a reflection exactly. of flesh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Relevant. What, so did you guys write this new album during quarantine together, like remotely well, or Well, we uh it's kind of weird how this all worked out so this was all mostly written before quarantine so i write all the lyrics that's what Mm -hmm. i do Mm -hmm. and the boys it's really weird how our writing process works so i think we're all so familiar with each other that i may i probably write in certain patterns you know the way i write my lyrics i can alter them you know do whatever i need to do but um you know garrett writes a lot of the guitar riffs chris does his thing with the drums and phil writes a lot of parts and then i'm over here writing the lyrics and we got most of it done before quarantine but i will say this i think quarantine really affected the way it came out for the better you think Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Because all of a sudden you were, I know, at least for me, I can't speak for the other guys. I mean, they they can all say whatever they want about how it affected them. But for me personally, I mean, that day we were in the middle of quarantine. And it was, you know, you're, you're getting, it's getting hard on everybody. And I mean, just being able to go in the studio and record the thoughts that were in my head. And honestly, this album, I think lyrically just really says a lot about my personality and Mm -hmm. who I am and how I try to translate the world. So it was really kind of odd that you were stuck in this weird place in life and it had a profound impact on, you know, just how those lyrics came out emotionally on the album. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, just being a new listener to your music um, and, and really digging it, I you guys definitely, and especially you, have um, a need, it seems, to, you know, convey a definite message with your songs, you know what I mean? And I'm fucking really digging that message so far, and I want to find out a little bit more about your writing process. But we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Limited Edition Holiday Dinner Cabbage in a Can. It's the same cabbage in a can that you know and love, but now in a five-gallon bucket with a Christmas tree on the label. That's enough holiday cheer for the whole family. And we're back. Uh, We're joined again by Dustin Moon from Reflection of Flesh. And uh, before the break, Dustin, we were talking about some of your writing process for your music, but especially I want to talk about 
in particular your message because you do seem to have a message to your music uh your viewpoints beliefs you know breaking down society uh where does that come from for you that that need to insert that into the lyrics well um i think trisha and i actually are fairly similar and oh are we gonna oh we're gonna bring this up all right all right we are this is this is where this comes in man you know it growing up as jehovah's witness kids um you know i'm not trisha you more so than me like mine mine was like i was a catholic and then we converted to jehovah's witnesses for a period of time and then we were nothing so there was (laughs) but i do have the jehovah's witness experience just like you did and that's why we like started talking endlessly like oh my god you were one too like oh my god oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's the auto bond (laughs) yeah um I think for me, it does play a very big role. Um, you know, the, the one thing I always say is, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have cool parents that worked hard and taught me, you know, the value of hard work. Right. Uh, you know, that, that's always one of those things. But for me, I think just looking at it, um, you know, outside of that box, it a lot of it becomes and it's not just the Jehovah's Witnesses for me it's religion in general right organized you know, religion absolutely and I see things in a way where religion is a very very powerful tool used by people with money and people with money usually came into money through religion right and it's always crazy to me to see the world break down through those viewpoints. And I feel like so many of us, um, you know, and I'm not the only one out there, we just kind of see through the cracks a little bit. Yeah. And you see the light through the cracks of this darkness that society has dragged down since the, you know, since medieval times. Right. Right. And, I think that's, I think a lot of my lyrics, um, you know, come from that viewpoint, but also making sure that you're keeping up with what's going on in society. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think one of the big things too, especially about being like, cause you know, I had the, uh, the Christian experience and the Catholic, like I went to the Catholic school and shit. And then we left that and became Jehovah's Witnesses. I think the thing is, is that, um, it's it's the manipulation and the brainwashing that occurs oh. and those things in in the uh collective mentality and the greater yeah. good type of thing and and um, um it's like the borg it's like the borg kind of especially yeah yeah it, it is just you know like what is dictated to you about what is right and wrong now granted you know like religion gives you like whatever moral compass but I often think to myself, I am completely opposite of that and don't have um, any sort of religious, uh, like, thing going on right now, but I still have a good moral compass. Like, I still know that hurting people is fucking wrong. So, um, I kind of think, you know, there's, you know, the angle of organized religion is not about that. It's, it's, It's about making you complacent and not questioning things 
It's a system of control. It's a system of control. Yeah, and not allowing you to be an individual. You know, it's like, that's kind of like... Individuals are bad for keeping order. Yeah. Travis, so, you know, I mean, speaking of what you're saying right there with a systematic quote, um, one of the thing, one of the lyrics that I used in uh, Truth is Treason Mm -hmm. was systematic recondition. Yeah. And... I mean, going right along with what you said right there, and you and you as well, Trisha, mm-hmm. uh, it's really one of these crazy things to me where everything is so subjective at all times that, you know, there's like this, this really hard, you know, if you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way. And, you know, even like with our election, I think it showed itself in a crazy, ugly head. Um, you know, it's just so wild to watch how people follow these roads one way or the other and people who think for themselves, people like us, uh, you know, a a lot of our friends are thrown into this weird group where, you know, it's like, we know we're being, we know we're being manipulated. Like we know. Yeah. Right. We don't yep. care where it's coming from. Like, I know these motherfuckers are manipulating us for some sort of agenda. Now, I can't speak to what the bigger picture or the agenda is, but we know, we feel the manipulation. That's, that's right. it. And we, and we that's don't like can, it. I can speak. And we don't like it. Because <laughs> there, are like some, it. there are some people that will submit to it. And, you know, that's their life, whether they join a fraternity and they really, you know, they never give that fraternity up for the rest of their lives. They're wearing that yeah. Phi Beta fuck you shirt for the rest of their fucking lives. And fucking doing handshakes with their fucking brothers when they see them when they're fucking 65. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not lo- going to lie. Go I'm not going to lie. I can't think of road trip when uh, they go infiltrate the uh, wrong Yeah. <laughs> they go infiltrate the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. That's like all I was thinking right there. No, absolutely, man. I, I kind of want to get back uh, to the Jehovah's Witness thing again. Like, so of were course. you brought up? Were you brought up? Were you raised in it, or was it a period of time, or what was? And you were you're originally from up north, right, Wisconsin? Right. I'm originally from like the Wausau Tomahawk area, and absolutely, I was born and raised. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I was bo- I was born and raised, and I think that's. One thing with the Jehovah's Witnesses, and I, I've talked to you, I've talked to, uh, you know, like Richie Murray and other people that mm-hmm. um, have been involved, but I think... Richie Murray rich- was in that too? Yeah, absolutely Shut the was. front door. I'm going to, yeah. next time I get a tattoo, I'm going to have yeah. to fucking talk to him about that shit. So, he's doing this tattoo for all of us, uh, you know, he'll, Richie will like this little plug. Uh, if you were a Jehovah's Witness, it says we're... I want plug. one! Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get one in the next couple weeks. Yeah, tell him I want one too. Fuck yeah! <laughs> it would be like oh, because I've been thinking about getting one. I, I I just want a new tattoo, and I don't know what to get. And now I know. I don't even know what you, what it is. I want it. <laughs> Sign me up. Man, Sign we are me all up. Board right now. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> Trisha, sign me up. Anyways, so what is what is it like? Uh, uh, the worldliest fuck. Uh, you know what, man? I don't even have the picture in my mind right now, but all I know is it says worldly as fuck, and that is me. 
Yeah. Yeah, because that was a the thing. They always said, he's like, that's too yeah. worldly. You can't say the, the Pledge of Allegiance because that's too worldly. Let me tell you a quick story about that. Mm. So, you know, not having grown up as a Jehovah's Witness kid, Trisha, uh, there was a big thing. So, I mean, I'm 43. And me, so we're talking. I'm, I'm, me too. <laughs> I forgot we're the same age. Yeah. So you were you remember back in elementary school what a big thing the Pledge of Allegiance actually oh, was. Oh, it was huge. It's huge. Now try try having to be that kid who sat down I was during that, that kid. pledge. Yeah. I was that kid. Cool. See that you get it, and then the hard part is here's the hard part for me, Trisha, and this is where a lot I think a lot of my lyrics come from, is I'm the kid that's sitting down trying to be complicit and then you've got the kid in the same religion who because there were no cell phones there and were no cameras there is standing and just making fun of you while you do it <laughs> but then in church they're just like the greatest little thing ever so yeah. wait, so wait I'm, I'm totally i'm totally missing this you guys couldn't stand up during the pledge of allegiance in school no. absolutely not why no. See, I'm totally. I know. Because I'm it was, totally ignorant. It was considered. It was considered idol worship. It was of this world, oh. and that was where the expression. Yep. It was. It was a big thing in Jehovah's Witness world. Is you don't want to be worldly. Like oh. we didn't celebrate birthdays. We didn't celebrate Christian holidays. We didn't celebrate those things because right. they were of this world, and that was considered oh. worldly. I guess. I mean, that's yep. really. Yeah. See. Oh. See, I know oh, my yeah. stuff. I wasn't in Absolutely. it as long as you. I wasn't in it as long as you, but I know my, <laughs> I know my stuff. I actually wasn't allowed to be baptized because I questioned things too much. Oh, right? Shit. Isn't that the crazy part? Yeah. If you don't was... give the right answers, you don't get in, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, it was actually because I. It wasn't even that I was giving the right answers it was because I asked too many questions. Yeah. And they didn't can't like have that. that. So no, can't you can't that. ask questions. You got to be fucking subordinate and. You know, and and they're really weird about like uh, the roles of women. Yeah. Um, the guys are kind of creepy towards yep. little girls. Like yeah. I had some creepy experiences, um, and they have these weird rules. Like there's a whole uh, predatory thing that happens in that cult. I'm gonna call it a but, cult for. I'm gonna call it. Oh, for, what for it sure. Is, but... You know what's crazy though, Trisha is mm. you know that being said i mean i think that's almost in general all all organized religions i mean there's always creepy crazy stuff that's happening in them mm -hmm. and i i always find it interesting that people who think for themselves are labeled as the weirdos right exactly but I mean, and you know, and that's like when people say like America is a Christian country and all this kind of stuff, and I'm like, I have a huge problem with Christianity in itself because they specifically like at the Council of Nicaea they specifically excluded women that had any sort of uh, powerful role, like they excluded those books out of the Bible um, because women were actually way more powerful at any given point and like men it you know suppressed women uh through religion mm -hmm. and then that religion like you know was brought into government however it was brought into it and um you know women couldn't hold um any position of value or women were constantly we talked about torture devices where 
lot of torture devices are specifically designed to um, torture women for yeah. you know to keep them for saying mind. to keep them in submission. And I'm always yeah. like, man, what would this world be like if uh, women had a more dominant role? I'm pretty sure uh, people would have a little more sympathy and empathy. Um, than they do and you know personally you know being a woman i think women are fucking smarter in general <laughs> well but, you know, it'd be a much better place thing, but it'd be a much it, better it place would. it would it was just like i mean i think like the the role of women in society is just so underplayed and undervalued um that that's actually and it and it spawns though from religion from organized religion that's what does it and that's oh god it fucking pisses me off so much i don't even the one thing we don't talk about in the bar trisha the one thing but that you know politics and organized religion man yeah (laughs) well yeah i mean everybody's got their things but it's really funny that you brought that up about richie but like sign me up for that fucking jehovah's witness tattoo i'm on Uh, (laughs) i'm in i'm in sign me up we we definitely all need it Mm -hmm. uh i have no idea you were telling us earlier you're gonna tell us a story about writing 14 hours uh oh yeah yeah absolutely it's not my favorite but it's a good one so one of my things has become, I like to write about medical atrocities. Yeah. Ooh. And it's, and you're going to see another one of these, actually. I'm just giving you a forewarning. You're going to see another medical atrocity story <laughs> um, on our new uh, Parasitic album. Yeah. However, okay. 14 Hours was about a Russian woman who went in for a routine procedure. And instead of pumping her with a bag of saline, they pumped her with a bag full of formaldehyde. Shut the fuck up. Absolutely. This is a true story. Mm -hmm. And that woman lived for 14 hours while she bled out of every orifice and died. Oh, God. That's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> Holy shit! So totally the, li- the, the lyric- are you still gonna listen to that song, Travis? Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. So, but there's my favorite line in that song is literally 14 hours of space and time, screaming echoes haunt the mind. Um, shit, man, my fucking brain is like fried off these white claws. White <laughs> 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 claws, law, baby. <laughs> Nice. Oh, yeah. I got it. So it was four, 14 hours of space and time, screaming echoes haunt the mind. Let me die and leave me be. Reapers crawling to carve and feed. Yeah. See, but, okay, so, actually, uh, bringing, bringing up the formaldehyde thing is actually a very valid point when, like, because... Uh, People always talk about how they're anti-vax because there's, like, formaldehyde and vaccines, like, in the flu shot and all that kind of stuff. Okay? Yeah. So you brought up formaldehyde. Sure. And, like, formaldehyde is in the dose that they use it in vaccine actually naturally reoccurs. Like, it naturally occurs in nat- in the It occurs naturally in right. in in vegetables or fruits. Like, pears have formaldehyde. Bananas have formaldehyde. And... and so the amount that is in a vaccine is actually less than what is in a pear or banana or potato. And, um, 
it's not in the COVID vaccine at all. They don't actually use any preservatives. Hmm. All the the questionable ingredients. I just want to put this out there. Like people like talk like shit like they know. I worked at a chemical manufacturer for fucking ten years, so I get like really irritated. No. Oh. Uh, it was uh, but we bought stuff from there. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, but people don't understand. It's like they they talk crap about you know these things that oh they shouldn't be here and like you know mercury and I'm like well methyl mercury and ethyl mercury are two different things or also when these things are used in conjunction with each other they create a different like people don't understand chemistry enough to talk about this but none of those things are actually the COVID vaccine is a super simple one no preservatives are needed because they store it at a low temperature all that sort of thing um and I, I just, I'm just like, so you're talking about a woman that's been pumped full of formaldehyde and still managed yep. to live for 14 hours. So if yep. you get 0.0001% of formaldehyde in you, you're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by the, by the science of my song, I'm going to hmm. say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm not Either a scientist, way, just, Trisha. I'm, just... I'm not a scientist, but damn, you make a convincing point, man. So you guys um, want to know where I get some lyrics from? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. A, a lot of a lot of this shit will happen when I'm over at like a dentist's office or yeah. a doctor's office. And right. I like to pick up I like to pick up weird magazines. And... Oh, I thought it was the nitrous. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm just right. kidding. I'm just kidding. So I'll, I'll give you a funny story about that quick before we continue. <laughs> All right. See so you. I got a I got a vasectomy a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and when Good I job, woke buddy. up, uh, when I woke up, my wife was laughing really hard because I mean I was just super ridiculously high. Because yeah. for some reason, I got one of those vasectomies where they put you under. I mean, probably because I had good insurance at the time. <laughs> and yeah. literally, she's like, she was laughing because I woke up off all of that stuff. And it's like, I feel awesome. <laughs> and two, two hours later, my balls did not feel awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. But I mean, it was like what? Was it like a day of recovery or some shit? Or oh, you had to have some peas on your balls for a couple of days, man. That shit sucked. Yeah. But my voice did actually drop like two octaves, which really helped with the recording process. <laughs> but so so like okay, so I have questions now. I have questions. Um, All right. So like this goes back to the whole like uh, women are treated differently than men. So like, did you know? That when women, if a woman wants to have um, her tubes tied uh, because she does not want children, she has no desire to have children, whatever, that if she's like between the ages of 18 and 25, they will, most doctors will absolutely refuse. And it, it's, it is contingent on state, but um, in Wisconsin, they will absolutely refuse unless you are married and you've already had multiple children. Um, and your husband gives you permission. Whoa. Well, well, it's that's how it works. Um, because uh, we actually know a girl, I think her name is Meredith, that actually went to the Wisconsin State Supreme Court like 10 years ago because she wanted to get her fucking tubes tied. And they were like, you need to do all these things. And she's like, no, the fuck I don't. And, uh, she kept pursuing it and pursuing it. And she was able to like, she like fucking won. She was like the first person to win 
the argument that, like, I should be able to have my fucking tubes tied. But, like, you go to a doctor, like, I mean, I'm 43. Like, I don't really give a shit anymore. But it's like, I mean, even if you're 30, 31, 32, it's, like, questionable because doctors are always like, but if you change your mind, it's like, they don't think that women are capable of making that decision or that you have to have your fucking husband's permission. Like, you, if you download the form, there's, like, a spot on it that, like, is a sign-off for your fucking husband. That specifically you you says have... husband, not partner. That's yeah, crazy. It's, yeah. So it's like, I mean, a man can go in there at any point, get a vasectomy, and just be like, I don't want kids. Like, yeah. whatever. A woman has to fucking fight. It's bullshit. You know. Anyways. That's, <laughs> Trisha, Anyways. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy, though. I mean, I mean, just to kind of tie that into how I feel about it, I mean, shit, man. I, growing up, in a religion like we you know like we did Mm -hmm. that really really is very male dominated it's interesting once you start to learn about real life and for instance you just brought up a point to me that i didn't really realize and it makes it it makes a person think where you're like man i mean how is that still even relevant coming into 2021 right right absolutely yeah, how are how are we still impressing our morality on each other? You know, how are we still doing this, man? It's it's so. I mean, as somebody who like I completely let live my life as like a total individual, yeah. and when I get disavowed in any way for being a woman, I get fucking pissed. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and it's just weird. I mean, I guess maybe I don't have as much of that experience because like, I actually um I've worked in very male dominated worlds and have been very well accepted. But every now and then there's these things that happen. I'm just like, wait, what? That's a fucking thing. Like, you know, or like somebody makes a comment or we get a a visitor or something at work. And I'm just like, wait, why is this motherfucker talking to me like this? Like he, I feel like I'm being talked down to right now. (laughs) You know, like that, that kind of thing. And it's like, why are you talking to me differently than you're talking to talking to these dudes right here? You know, it's just, it's just, you you get that. And I'm sure there are people that have more feminine characteristics than myself that like, well, where that's like, you know, people. Where you get totally discounted altogether. Yeah. Or you get like, you know, just treated like you're less and it's, oh God, you know. Yeah. Religion does that, but religion is the, the, the key in all of that. I'll say one thing. I think as time passes, I think, I, I hope, I mean, one thing I really hope, I guess, is that people just learn to view life a little bit more for themselves. And I, I'm not anybody to judge anybody's, you know, what they do or their morality. But I hope that, you know, people are able to come together a little bit more and accept each other's viewpoints and, not always judge everybody and just be cool with people. Yeah. Just be cool. Why just be cool, people? motherfuckers. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, it's not that hard of a thing to do. That's yeah. what's crazy about it. Yeah. It's really not. Just be a decent fucking human being and we can all stop yeah. fucking impressing yeah, no, our values sure. and our morals on each other and fucking, you know, we can start fucking 
trying to go to Mars instead of building walls on Earth, right? <laughs> right. I mean, I think it just ties into what Trisha said a lot earlier in the podcast, and that's just people encompassing a general, you know, human morality. Absolutely. So to, so to speak. And, you know, I think that's a real pressing issue in today's world. And, you know, if I, if I was going to say anything about it, it's, you know, I don't care what people do in their personal lives, but, man, just if people could come together and try to make this a better place instead of, you know, constantly infighting, oh, my God, you just watch it from the political level to the religious level to everything. It's like it's insane. And it's like, man, just be a good person or a bad person one way or the other. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I think we could all agree on that. It's just like you're either good or bad. And I actually feel like a lot of the times that the, the stuff is like, is uh, just like a, a weird moral facade that people put up and that they're actually horrible people and that there's more actually like I used to like to think that there's good in everybody but I'm actually like oh maybe everybody's like just really shitty people and they put up this like moral facade and you know sure. use their, and they and they use like religion and their political stuff to just prove try to disprove that they're they're good people, you know, or try to prove that they're good people or something, you know, it's like, uh, it's so a defense it's a mechanism, thing. right? It's a defense sure. mechanism for sure. how you deal with your life. You know, the fact that you can walk into a church every Sunday and you can be absolved of your sins all throughout the week, just like that, just uh, by admitting them, you know, I think common human empathy is just a really big thing. And sure. if more people were just to establish that value in their life, I think, really the world could change quite a bit but unfortunately greed um hypocrisy i mean it rules the land right now and it's just hard to mm -hmm. see when that'll ever end absolutely i tell you what let's take a break and uh if you're down dustin you want to do one more segment sure we'll do one more little one all right cool we'll yeah. be right back with dustin moon You're listening to Radio Free Galaxy, brought to you by Granny Fanny Shark Clumpers. Because cabbage in a can is a thing that exists, and your wife served it for Christmas dinner last night. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, motherfuckers! And we're back with Dustin Moon from Reflection of Flesh. Dustin, who, I'm guessing it's you, is the big movie fan in the band? Actually, that's Garrett Smith. Is it? He is oh, a, dude. actually, is Garrett also an H1Z1? No. Mm. Garrett is not an H1Z1. <laughs> For some reason, I thought he was. But we're all friends with those boys. We love those guys. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's just, I've seen like cross posts or something. I, I think just... you're, I'm. I think you're thinking of uh, actually um, Justin Mack. No, like I know Garrett's name. Like I know I've seen it before, and I can't figure. Is he in another band, or is just your? If, no, is he just, just us. Just oh, us. Okay. Must be another Garrett. Never mind. I mean, yeah, because Garrett's like a unique name, so it's just I don't mm -hmm. know. Whatever. Um, the reason I asked the question, Dustin, is because two of my favorite movies, I'm a super huge movie fan, two of my favorite movies are The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and Full, oh, Me right. Full Metal Jacket. And so, Fuck like, yeah. I'm, I'm checking out your music, and I'm like, and, I, and all of a sudden, you know, I hear this song between fucking 
the, the sound clip between fucking Blondie and Tuco from fucking The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, I'm like, okay, these guys fucking rock. You know, right on. Yep. And then I hear fucking Arlie Ermy fucking yelling at fucking Joker in the beginning of fucking Full Metal Jacket, and I'm like, dude, these guys got me fucking hooked. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get Travis, dude. <laughs> that's how you get me, dude. Give me, give me some good it. fucking movie references, and I'm in. Oh, God. <laughs> See, and that's what was so awesome about that. Um, you know, we... I mean, obviously, we all like movies, and yeah. we, you know, good movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, movies with iconic voices, like iconic lines, things that will make you think. Whether it's the exact right perspective or not, something that'll make you think. Hell yeah! Right. And uh, in fact, my favorite movie clip from us is uh, it came from Independence Day, where the aliens talking right before Universal Bleeding. And it's like doing the peace, no peace thing. Yeah. You know, as mm. what does he want us to do? Mm. Die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, our, and every time that clip plays, I'm like, Foo. and there's salt, dirt on her nails, man. You know, where you've got the, uh, you know, the loaded guns clip. And, you know, we're, I mean, we're talking about people that are going to dig or not dig, you know, the person with the loaded gun and, Everything yeah. in society is so crazy right now, oh, yeah. and i I thought it was a great I thought it was a great clip, uh, and that was actually Chris Olkey, our drummer, who put that one together for us. In that, oh, and nice. I I thought it was really cool and really fitting, um, you know, with good, bad, and the ugly right there, where yeah. we're just like, yeah, and it's you know, that song is actually going to be one of the uh, live tracks. Uh, coming up on our new album i didn't say that on the podcast however um dirt on our nails is one going to be one of our live tracks um that's on the new album parasitic and it's really a cool song because you know we've had a great conversation tonight and you know working hard and getting some dirt underneath your nails and you know, clawing for something cool in this world is hopefully something that future generations don't forget. Fuck yeah, um, that's like that's like a total Milwaukee mentality, isn't it? Just fucking yeah, rising absolutely. up from the fucking yeah, living absolutely. in the dirt, rising up from the dirt, and never forgetting that you were dirty once, right? And if you forget it, I mean, dude, you already lost. Fuck I mean, yeah. if you don't remember where the hell you came from, yeah. It's kind of sad. I just, I actually, uh, I do want to do a quick mention of uh, um, people that know me would be really surprised to know what, so I spent a lot of time listening to your um, your last couple records, and um, people would be surprised to know that, like, out of all the songs, my favorite song was actually the longest song, I believe, that's over five minutes long, because I'm not normally, like, you know, I listen to shit that's like, I write songs that are less than two minutes. I love songs that are less than two minutes. <laughs> like, that's my thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of your songs are actually three to five. So, I, I mean, I listened to your stuff, like, multiple times, and I was, you know, it's like, it's, it, it's you guys do a lot to, like, keep somebody like me um, entertained <laughs> and focused. Good, um, good. Yeah, For over yeah. three no, minutes. Absolutely. For over three For minutes. For over three minutes. <laughs> but it's, I think it's the longest song. It's actually the song Clearing the Mechanism uh is my favorite song and uh there's a couple things about it that i really like is like i really like chris's drumming on that song 
uh, dude, like, and then you got, like, a lot of breakdowns in that song, which is, like, I'm always a sucker for fucking breakdowns <laughs> of any sort in metal and punk in Travis Noah's. I, I brought this up to Curbsitter where I was like, their songs are fucking less than two minutes, but they got, dude, they they do fucking breakdowns like nobody's fucking business mm-hmm. um, in less than two minutes where you're just like, holy shit, there's a breakdown. <laughs> like, let's go mosh, you know? But, uh... <laughs> You know, I'm just like, first, I don't know what it is about my ears that are just like, breakdown. Um, but it's that. And then there's some really uh, interesting melodic guitar lines in it. And the bass lines, like, got some some crazy shit going on in there where I'm just like, oh, man, like, this song is just like, to me, was just like ear candy the whole time. Where I was like, oh, and then there's like, oh, oh, there's a whole nother part here. There's a whole nother part here, but that's, you know, why it's, like, over five minutes, and I'm, like, I'm, like, normally, like, I can't, like, I like repetitive, you know, like, kind of thing, but you you tie everything, like, really well together in that song, as far as I'm concerned, and that was, like, for me, that was the standout track. Maybe, I don't know what it is, you know, what other people think or whatever, but um, 14 Hours is also a great song. Now that I know that the what it's about, it's an even better song, but... <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> So are you, you know, uh, so you, you're doing a thing at the ring, it's February 13th, am I correct? Is that, like, on Facebook Live, you're gonna stream, are you gonna do it live live, or are you gonna do abs- it live and... If you don't do it live, why do you even do it? Fuck yeah. Right on. And right is on. that gonna, is that gonna be, like, your album release, or is that when the album's Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That is when so the you, album is coming out. So you did, uh, a live stream previously... A couple months ago, mm-hmm. like before we did, and then um, you're going to be doing this new one for your parasitic release, and so everybody should go check out the live stream, uh, February 13th. It's going to be on, I believe. There's an event page on Facebook. Is it also on YouTube? It is also on YouTube. Uh, okay. You know, we're we're really suggesting people to uh, subscribe to our YouTube page, and. I would give right. you the whole blah, blah, blah link right now, but I'm terrible at that stuff. Um, just hit us up on Facebook, Reflection of Flesh. Um, yeah. Super easy to find. And okay. we have links to all that good stuff. It's great. And we'll be sure, like, when we know, like, uh, we'll be sure to share the event after this podcast yeah. on our page as well so everybody can find it. And then, awesome. Um, right around the time of the event, also, we'll make sure that we, we blast it out there too. And I'll blast it out on my personal page. And, and, you know, everybody will do the same. So, um, we really appreciate, you know, one of the big things that we're trying to do here is we're trying to support local music. We're going to be branching out into other states and support their local music. So I guess maybe it's a local underground yeah. podcast local, or local whatever. Local. We're going to be having some out-of-state guests soon. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, we're artists and we're creators and we want to continue. We can't play music right now. So what are mm-hmm. we going to do? Let's let's We're still making music, right? Right. right? That's the right? thing. Let's yeah. talk some smack and have a good yeah. time. Let's talk yeah, about Jehovah's but... Witnesses and Lyme disease. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I, I also think it's important that people get to know everybody as people instead of just, like, you know, uh, yeah. like like what what is behind the madness? Like, what is this mm-hmm. song really about? Like, I would have had no idea 14 Hours was about that, and I completely fucking appreciate that. Absolutely. So. I, I was already a fan, and now that I've heard the fucking story behind it, I'm even more of a fan. I have a personal connection because I've heard your writing process behind it. Uh, you know, 
at the end of the day, I mean, I just try to, the one thing I try to do from a writing perspective is I try to uh, visualize myself in their eyes and write the story. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and also, so going forward, you know, we'll be looking forward to your uh, release of your Parasitic album. And, um, and people you know, will be able to get it, that on Bandcamp, right? Absolutely. Um, we're going to have that on Bandcamp. Um, also, I know you can go to Big Cartel. We do have the Reflection of Flesh site at Big Cartel. Uh, we are going to have packages available, um, some promo packages right during the album release on YouTube and Facebook. Um, there's nice. going to be a there's going to be a code right on there for you to uh, donate, for you to um, you know buy merchandise. And then I was going to say too that we also have Tuan Mac, you know, a Milwaukee original. Um, absolutely amazing you know hip-hop artist here right here out of the city um that's going to be opening up for us gonna be oh, super cool. that's, really that's cool. great dude yeah, yeah i mean i yeah dude i'm i'm super stoked on that so um so what time does that start then on february 13th that i you know why i remember the date that's my brother's birthday so that's why i just like i remember the date like nobody's business go. You know what? I'm actually going to have to look that up, and I'm terrible in that regard because I probably should have done that. But uh, no, it's, it, you, just, just post to Facebook. It's far uh, enough away. It's far enough away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, far enough and, away. Yeah, well, just you know, go to the Reflection of Flesh page. Go like their page. Um, you can find them on YouTube. You can find them on Bandcamp. Um, and uh, they'll be doing their release live on February 13th. It's going to be in the evening, right? Oh, here, I'm looking oh, at the event right now. Oh, it's the evening, yeah. I believe it's so, 7, 7.30, something like that. So I'm looking at the event right now. So doesn't necessarily, does it give a time here? I'm looking, oh, I'm looking. Got right. So at Kneverland Productions, and once again, you know, Thank you, Paul Kneers, for giving like this super cool outlet for everybody to do this sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Saturday, February. Yeah, it's so it's just, it doesn't see, it doesn't actually I don't see a time on here. No That's kind of weird. Oh, weird. Well, well as it gets uh, closer to the date, we'll we'll definitely. I'll make sure we update that. Yeah, yeah. We'll oh, eight p.m. So Saturday, February thirteenth at eight p.m. Okay, go. perfect. Excellent. Perfect. Perfect. So, well, I can't wait to hear it, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, letting us know a little bit about your writing process and what's behind some of your music. Really dig you guys, and we're going to share your links and anything else. And when your new album comes out, hopefully we could have you guys on again. To yeah, and actually, we would, we, would, uh, we would love uh, to have you know the whole band on at any, any point. Mm -hmm. um especially after you release your album and maybe talk more about like get more in depth about like song structure and guitar melodies and who does yeah, what yeah absolutely and That'd like how awesome. songs are developed and mm -hmm. that sort of thing but and then obviously talk about the new album because we can't yeah. do that today Fuck yeah. right <laughs> yeah. so can't wait for that thanks again dustin and thank you trisha uh you can find Radio Free Galaxy on Anchor at anchor.fm slash Radio Free Galaxy. You can leave us a voicemail message there or send us an email, contact us any way you want. And you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. We're all over the fucking place and expanding. So thank you for listening. This has been Radio Free Galaxy for this week. See you next time.